What's up, guys? Welcome to the R Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Gage Rozier, and today we have my co-host. Hello. Ashley is here for our Q&A episode, and I'll tell you, this has probably been my, my favorite type of episodes, these Q&As. It's been fun oh. because I think, not necessarily just because you're oh. here, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. but it's, uh, it's fun to um, be answering a question that you know someone definitely has this need. Or this question so if they do i'm sure other people do too sometimes you can create content or whatever and be like i think that's a question that people have which isn't probably a great strategy but i like doing these q a's because these are questions people have asked and i'm sure other people have the same questions too so I'm, we're going to get into it uh, might be a little shorter we never know but it's getting kind of late and get to bed big First day of school tomorrow for the kiddo, which we're excited, which is weird. Any so comments weird. on that? I'm doing okay for right now, so I'm going to keep it at that. All right, cool. All right, so let's get into the first question. What do we got? How young should I start my son weight training? So this is a one of the hot button topics that you can see on Twitter, is if any coach... Uh, post a video of a young kid, let's say, you know, before puberty, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, somewhere like in there, lifting weights, people go absolutely nuts. What is the, I'll put you on the spot. What are the things that you hear uh, about kids shouldn't weight train because why? Oh, my Someone has said this to me about Macklin. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Just that it would stunt his growth. False. Does not. No, it, that is not a thing at all. <laughs> There's so much re- research over and over and over has shown that it does not hurt the growth plates. It does not stunt growth at all. Um, at all. I think too. That but okay. So kids can't lift a 10 pound bar, but we'll put their little noodle necks in a, helmet and have them go play tackle football that's safe as a six-year-old kid but god forbid you lift a 20-pound bar off the floor that will just that's gonna stop the growth <laughs> but let's give them concussions um i think a big thing too is maybe they think it's too heavy obviously if, or if it's it'll they'll get hurt Right. you know, they're, they don't even know what they're doing or whatever, but I'll, I think it would be come down to whoever is overseeing them might not know what they're doing if they're that young right. and a kid so, can't really tell you that young, you know, if something is hurting or something didn't feel right, like right. an older kid could. So like anything, if it's done well, it's coached well, it's executed well, kids can weight train and they should. Uh, it, it will look different than what you would do have a mature athlete like a high school or a college kid or an adult training would look like it shouldn't be a structured in my opinion super structured you know session you can do it within like a, a game-based approach uh, especially with super young kids but how young I don't think there's any hard or fast rule on once they hit six years old or eight or ten whatever you know, want the number to be like Oh, now he can start weight training. No, you got to, I would say whenever you feel like your kid can handle a little bit of coaching, can take some instruction, 
that is um, wanting to do it, number one, two, like they, they have to want to do it. You don't want to just force it on them. But they show interest in it. They can take a little bit of coaching. But then when you're doing that, don't have your kid do it if you don't know how to coach it. If you, Because they, of course, they could get hurt doing it. They probably won't because they're very pliable at that age. But <laughs> it has to be done right. Of course it does. But you don't have to be a certain age, like 15, 16, 17, 18, in puberty to start weight training. In fact, my opinion, in these young ages, like 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, it is a very important time to start learning movement patterns, how to squat, how to do push-ups, chin-ups, hold planks, stuff like that. Again, it doesn't have to be in a structured training session like you would think like a college football team. Don't train your kids like you would train an adult, but make an obstacle course. Hey, run over there. You need to pick up that light kettlebell, do five squats with it. Then you need to do um, – crawl across the monkey bars, jump off of it, do 10 push-ups, stuff like that. Kids are never young or too young to start doing push-ups and trying to do a pull-up and learn how to move lunges, learn how to move their body correctly. Um, but as far as like resistance training with barbells and stuff, I mean, there's a coach I follow. He, his son is six, year old, six years old. He's in there teaching the clean and the snatch. Now, his dad – is like the top Olympic lifting coach in the country. So he knows what he's doing, obviously. So that's my uh, caution to this answer is kids can weight train if they do it correctly and you know how to get your kid to do it correctly or you put them with someone who knows how to do it correctly. Like my son, Macklin, he has a little bar. It's five pounds, but it's a really cool. It's on an actual bar you can put actual weight on. So we put a little weight on there for him and he does deadlifts. He picks it up. But what do I tell him when it's not right? I don't let him do it. Mm -hmm. Like if he, if he starts to do it incorrectly, I still know that's not how we do that. And I don't sit there and coach him. Like I would my 20 year old, you know, college football player. I say, Hey, go, go run and jump over those hurdles. Like you don't need to do four more sets of five. We're not trying to max out on this, <laughs> you know, but he needs, he's got to do it correctly. And if he's not, he's not doing it. Um, so to answer the question, there's no hard and fast, hard and fast rule, but Kids are never too young to be doing push-ups, doing sprints, doing jumps, being a kid. Mainly the kids should go play. Making it fun. Go play. Yeah. And if you're training kids, um, and I'm going to start, that's something I'm going to eventually want to do with Armstrong is do a little kids group. Um, it's going to be very games-based, obstacle courses, stuff like that, learning how to use their body. That's what kids need to do. They don't have to do it in a structured way, but they need to get strong in their body and Growing up kind of in that pre-pubescent age, is that the right word? I'm, I think so. That's a huge time for these kids to be learning movement patterns. You better be teaching them it. It's huge. They need to be sprinting too, sprinting and jumping during that phase too. Young kids, like 10, 11, 12, 13. We got a couple 11-year-olds we're training right now. They're doing awesome. And what's fun working with them, last point on this, is even the kids we've, we've already trained, like the, day one, they don't know how to do a squat very good but by day two they could do it really well they're like they can they learn stuff so quickly it makes it so easy to coach and super fun all <laughs> right next question other than going up in weight what other measures of strength can you use i like this question a lot because there's a lot of them and obviously adding more weight to the bar is the most popular is the most obvious one 
oh, I can used to be able to squat 200 pounds. Now I can squat 205. I'm now stronger. Of course you are. But that's not the only way. And strength training does not have to always be about putting more weight on the bar. So I'll give a few here. One is what you call volume. So volume is your ability to, is the amount of reps you're doing, the amount of workload you're doing. So if you can do 200 pounds, which is thick with 200 pounds and squat, for example, throughout this whole answer here, just to keep things simple. If I could do 200 pounds for three reps, well, the next week I could do 200 pounds. I could do it for four reps. That's stronger. It's the same weight on the bar, but you did more reps with it. That is stronger. Another way is, and this might be the most underrated one, I would say, is like your technical proficiency of it. So I did 200 for just one rep this week, but next week I did 200 pounds and I maybe got a little bit more depth or I moved it better. My technique was better. That is stronger. You're able to handle the weight better. Mm. And that's what I look for, especially with a young athlete where like, or young, when I say athlete, I'm, I'm talking about maybe just training age. So not like a 10 year old, even if you're a 45 year old, like we have in our groups, that just started training, you're a young athlete. Even though your chronological age isn't young, you're, you're young in training. So what I like to look for with young athletes is not necessarily, oh, you did 40 pounds, you did 200 pounds last week. I wouldn't have 200 pound squats with a young athlete, but <laughs> you did for the sake, sake, sake of the example. Yeah. Um, you, know, you did 200 pounds last week. This week, we gotta do 210 pounds to get stronger. No, not necessarily. A good, good coach can see it is like, okay, you did 200 pounds last week and you did 200 pounds this week, either for the same reps or more reps possibly, but you moved that so much better. Your depth was better. Your feet weren't flying everywhere. Your knees weren't caving in. You weren't folding over your chest. Like you just handled that weight so much better. That is strength. That is one that you won't, can't necessarily see that on the workout card or on your max chart or whatever, but that's just from your coach's eye for the lifter themselves like that felt easier last week and that's another one rate of perceived exertion so wow i we just did this um uh one of my athletes did this last week like i remember the first day i did these these were super hard and now that is super easy that's stronger you did it for the same reps but it was so much easier to do that they were doing like a, a leg curl with the uh, sorenex roller Oh, thing. yeah. It's like, yeah. I remember we did eight reps with this my first day here. And I, I don't even think I could got eight, but now I just did eight and that was so easy. Stronger. Check. And this is a, the last one I'll share. I might have another one come to my brain, but <laughs> especially for athletes, this is kind of a new one in the strength conditioning circle is bar speed. So mm -hmm. for athletes, if it's 200 pounds on the bar, one way we can look at progression and strength is not necessarily just looking at the weight on the bar, but how fast an athlete can move a particular weight on the bar. So if you look at it, if an athlete can move a weight faster than they had before, that is more powerful, stronger. So you measure this in meters per second. So for example, if, if at 200 pounds, I'm measuring it and we, we have a, we have a velocity tracker that we use and we can put on barbells um, I haven't with any athletes yet, but I have it is say I, I squat 200 pounds. It, it moves at 0.6 meters per second. 
that number doesn't really matter. But then week two, they come back and do 200 pounds and it moves at 0.65 meters per second. That's faster. That's stronger. So my body was able to accelerate that weight faster than it was before. Same weight, but it's more powerful, more, more stronger. More stronger. <laughs> Good grammar. Um, Just that is a huge one for athletes. Athletes is all about being powerful, through pushing through the floor and developing force from your feet. And the ability to move weight fast under load is an extremely important thing, especially for athletes. It's one of my favorite ways to test strength is keep maintain the load across a few weeks. See if you can move it faster than the week before. That's velocity-based um, training that is a new thing in strength conditioning, but it, it is the future of strength conditioning, in my opinion. Um, I would say another one, last one I would say, what is stronger is if you can do the same amount of work in less time. So your training is more what you would call density of training. So say you did... Mm three sets of five at a hundred pounds and you did it. Um, it took you three minutes between sets to do that. Well, then the next week you did three sets of five at that weight and you could do it with two minute rest. That in a way is strength or more fitness or more capable as in you're able to do the same amount of work in less time is one way you can track progress. It doesn't always have to be the way on the bar. It could be by volume. You're able to handle more load of that or handle more volume, more sets or reps. You're able to move it faster. You're able to move it better. Mm -hmm. Those are all ways you can look at um, getting stronger rather than just Going always up. trying to add weight. All right. Last question. Let's do it. Should I do one rep maxes with my high school athletes? So I got this question um, from a local uh, strength conditioning coach. And I think it's a really good question. And so should I do one rep maxes with my high school athletes? I would say, no, you shouldn't. And that is very, uh, I think it's pretty, probably pretty common to try to do one rep maxes, but I, I just outlined eight different ways. Probably you can show strength improvement and not one of them was one rep max. So here's the deal with the one rep max is you need to be very, to do a true one rep max, that means you are doing the, handle the most amount of weight you can at failure, basically. That's a one rep max. You have to be very technically proficient at those lifts to do that safely. And mm -hmm. from my experience with working with college athletes, so the question about high school athletes, so I worked a lot with college athletes so you see these freshmen coming in, just finished their high school career, coming into a college program. And I'd say less than 15% of them have what probably the technical proficiency for me to say, all right, day one, we're going to do a one at max. And I think you can do that really well because you're a really good lifter. <laughs> 80 plus percent of them have no business doing a one at max. They can't squat to depth their knees cave in and they have no business doing that. So sorry, I got distracted for a second. My son started crying. Um, they just have no business doing that safely. Now, what's the purpose of a one rep max? Are you just trying to show that they can get, they're getting stronger? 
again, I've already listed out a bunch of ways you can show that through your training. Um, is it just to chase numbers? If it's just to, to put a certain number on the board, I would strongly encourage you to get away from that thinking, especially with the high school athlete. Because then you're just chasing numbers in your program. You're not chasing proficiency, like being really good at moving the weight. And I would prefer, if you're going to test a high school younger athlete, I would prefer more of like a three rep max or like a five rep max. Because those athletes need more volume and repetition in your way. I wouldn't do a whole lot of singles, one rep, and doubles, two rep sets with very many high school athletes. I mean, this depends. It depends on your levels of coach, what you're comfortable with, and your kid, of course. But just generalizing, I would stick to more like three rep maxes or five rep maxes. And they're always to what I would call like a nine RPE. So the second you have like technical failure. So say you're doing a squat, come up and your knees cave in, or they fold over at the chest, or they don't hit depth, does not count. You're not doing that. You're not setting good habits, great foundations for these kids to excel. So if your one rep max day looks like has a bunch of kids crowning over at the chest, their knees caving in, they're doing quarter squats. What are you doing that for? There's, that's not what the kids need. That is not showing strength. All it's showing is their body breaking down in different ranges of motion. Okay. So if I was a high school athlete or high school coach coaching their athletes, I would just focus on them getting really strong in sets of five of perfect technique. Even if that means I need to back off 30 pounds for what we have been doing because we have been doing one rep maxes and got a little carried away, but now we need to scale back a little bit and let's just focus on, let's do five reps this week and let's do it at like an eight RPE. So what that means is I'm going to do a weight for five reps that I could probably do for like seven reps. And that seventh rep is where maybe I'll get technical failure. So you're just going to live in that eight to nine RPE range. Every time they come in, the key to getting strong isn't to miss weight or to do it poorly. It's just to accumulate really strong reps day after day, very consistently. So to answer the question, would you do one RMs with your high school athletes? I wouldn't, I would not at all. Maybe the only exercise I might would be like a clean only if it looks really well, not this like elbows down, knees, hips forward, crap you see all the time. Like maybe a clean if it looks super well with a very trained athlete. I'm not going to back squat one RM. I'm probably not going to bench press one RM. There's no point. You can show strength. You can show improvement in a million different other ways. It's not worth the risk of injury. And the benefit is just not that great when you can build strength in other ways. So I think that wraps that question up pretty well. My co-host had to go tend to our child. So that's the wrap on this episode Q&A. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Reminder for all of our Team R-Strong uh, training programs, we have our athletic performance and foundation programs for our middle school and high school athletes that we're training on site, as well as our Strong Life programming that we do with adults. Right now we're training people from, I got a 10-year-old to a 67-year-old and everywhere in between. So it's been a lot of fun. We adjust the training for you and everybody's first shot is for free. So come out, give us a shot, give us a trial. 
Uh, if you don't like it, no harm done. Go home, got a good workout in, never have to come back. But if you do, we'll get you under memberships from there. Um, and if you're not in the Northwest Missouri area, you can check out our remote programming delivered through the Team Builder app. Makes it flawless for you, uh, dummy proof to an extent, where if you can run an app, if you can hit a button to watch a video, if you can read and follow directions, uh, you could do our training. So check us out on rstrongperformance.com. Send me an email, DM um, to get in contact. Until next time, guys, stay strong.